It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. An episode nobody wants to have to record as we discuss the life and death of Dwayne Haskins and we try to get things back onto a normal path to wrap up today's episode with Mock Draft Monday. All of that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, and we thank you for making us your first listener, first view every single day. I'm David Harrison, covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host, Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metahurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime, along with the show on the Odyssey app. You can also find us on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania 61 and that LO Commanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Chris, uh, shocking news on Saturday that really rocked the entire sports world, the football world, uh, but especially the communities surrounding the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Washington Commanders, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the friend, friends and family uh, and teammates of Dwayne Haskins, 24 year old. Former 2019 first-round draft pick, again, most recently with the Pittsburgh Steelers, was uh, told by the Steelers that he would have the opportunity to compete with Mitchell Trubisky for the starting job. Was looking forward to that opportunity. He's married, uh, obviously had an extensive family, unfortunately was struck and killed, uh, come to find out, by a dump truck in South Florida early Saturday morning trying to cross uh, a busy roadway. I'm not familiar with the area, but a, a busy highway is essentially – uh, how it was described. Yeah, and and David, I, I am semi-familiar with that area, but I'd be lying if I told you very familiar or, um, you know, that I've been there recently. But here's what I know. Uh, that is a very, very, very busy highway. And at 6.30ish in the morning, people are driving, you know, at speeds that you probably normally wouldn't be driving. I, we don't know if that's exactly what happened here, and we don't want to speculate uh, but right. there's chances, you know, and, and maybe a good chance that that some of that may have contributed uh, to this. We will see where the investigation goes. Uh, clearly, we are not police. Clearly, we are not right. lawyers uh, and, and, and criminal uh, investigators or anything like that. So we don't know exactly what happened here. Uh, police have said they don't know the reason why Dwayne Haskins uh, was out of his vehicle and attempting to cross over the westbound lanes of I-595 in the Fort Lauderdale area. Um, you know, so again, until we get that kind of information, I don't know how much more how much more of, of the actual facts and the scene and what led to uh, this horrific incident. And I'll just say this, uh, because we don't know that, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of lead that to the, the professionals and the investigators. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll just say this, like no matter what happened, 
you never, ever, 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 and I know it happens in our society in many different ways. You never expect a 24-year-old in the prime of his life to have it end so quickly. And, um, you know, I got to cover Dwayne uh, not not as well as I would like to, not on an everyday basis, but of course, you know, in um, many meetings and, and, and press conferences and games, uh, David, from the time that he was a then Washington Redskins first round draft pick. And, um, you know, I think everybody, I think everybody knew Dwayne as a young man who had kind of a, a, a love and a passion for life. Yeah. And maybe he struggled a little bit to harness it and figure it all out. And, and clearly, you know, there's a football element to this. Um, but Dwayne was, as far as I know, well-liked in the Washington, then Redskins, now Commander's locker room. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly, some of his former teammates have have spoken up, and and so eloquently, Terry McLaurin, uh, just, you know, as, as Terry McLaurin as you're going to get, um, with just some unbelievable, uh, brilliant uh, tribute and words for his his friend and and now his fallen former teammate. Um, and I would just say this, you know, I know there's a lot of controversy going on around about this story. Um, you know, let's love each other a little bit more and, and let's have more understanding for each other instead of having our pitchfork out. Um, and, and that means for all sides, right? That means, you know, for media that, that have been roundly criticized uh, for this particular situation and what came out. And that means for Dwayne and what happened here in Washington and why it didn't work out and why it was working so well in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important to remember that we as human beings are flawed uh, and sometimes very flawed. And it takes us a while to figure it out. And hopefully, by every account, David, it sounds like Dwayne was figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, in every every facet of the of the words, a young man with a tremendous amount of potential, and that's exactly what Dan and Tanya Snyder called him in their statement that they released following uh, the tragic accident. Writing quotes: "We are devastated to hear the news of the tragic passing of Dwayne Haskins Jr. He was a young man with a tremendous amount of potential who had an infectious personality. To say we are heartbroken is an understatement. Our hearts and prayers are with the members of Dwayne's family and all those who knew and loved him." End quote. And of course, Chris. Uh, you know, one of the stories attached to this this whole uh, Dwayne Haskins experience that that people have gone through is, you know, the 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 passion and love that Dan Snyder had for making sure that Dwayne Haskins was a member of his football team. Uh, and again, we can we can celebrate uh, the life and mourn the potential that is lost in a tragic incident like this without digging uh, too deeply into the weeds. This isn't one of those times to really go into doing all that, but it just kind of shows the humanity uh, of things and and where people can come from. Ron Rivera also. Uh, releasing a statement amongst you know many others, Mike Tomlin, Terry McLaurin, like you talked about, Joe Burrow, uh, who a lot of people you know from the outside of this game looking in would think that Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins were once competitors. You know, Joe Burrow left Ohio State mm -hmm. because he lost a starting job to Dwayne Haskins, but in in reality, they're brothers in in combat. We talk about combat, we talk about a lot of war uh, terms in football, and that's basically what that competition at Ohio State didn't divide them, it didn't make them you know turn them against each other. Uh, it, it canonized them. It brought them together and made them brothers. And, and I wrote up 
uh, piece about Joe Burrow's, uh, you know, statement tribute is a very simple, very short tribute to Dwayne Haskins with a, a slow-mo video of them meeting midfield uh, yeah. during a game and hugging um, and, and, you know, going through the kind of the history of them. And when Joe Burrow tore his ACL on the field there at FedEx Stadium it, or FedEx Field, it was Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, uh, and Dwayne Haskins by his side, Buckeye brothers and teammates uh, to wish him well and to console him that, you know, the competitive nature of this business and this game exists, you know, mostly within the logo and within the field. After that, it's it's a brotherhood. It's a unity. It's a union, right? The NFLPA. Sure. It's very much uh, a band of brothers in that type of sense. And um, so it's 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 good to see the hum- humanity of this coming out. Chase Claypool, probably one of the biggest parts of that as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Chase Claypool apparently was with Dwayne, you know, up until uh, maybe right before or the night before. We know that Dwayne was part of a group of Pittsburgh Steelers that were working out in South Florida. He said, you know, on his Twitter, quote, I spent your final moments with you and I can't help but think about how selfless you were in those moments. All you cared about was making sure that everyone around you was okay. And I can't thank you enough for that. You are what I strive to be. Um, David, we don't know what exactly Chase Claypool means by that. Was was he, you know, with Dwayne right before the accident at another location? We just don't know. So we're going to have to wait for the facts to come out. But when you hear that kind of, uh, you know, those kind of words when when you when you hear or when you read Terry McLaurin saying, you know, save an end zone in heaven, you know, so that we can celebrate together. It tells you, um, you know, the kind of impact that, um, you know, that Dwayne made. And, and, and I, I got a text from um, Danny Smith, uh, who is the current Pittsburgh Steelers special teams coordinator. Uh, and he's been in Pittsburgh for, you know, the last nine years. And I of course, I covered him and became uh, good friends with Danny, um, you know, when he was here under um, under a couple of different head coaches. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, he, he you know, I, of course, sent my condolences and he said, you know, it just in part, quote, he was a good dude in our building end quote. Uh, he said some other things that, you know, but but that's what you need to know. You hear Chase Claypool. You see what Ben Roethlisberger said, T.J. Watt, of course, Mike Tomlin, so many other Pittsburgh Steelers, Mitchell Trubisky, who just got there, uh, guys that he was competing with. Um, it seemed like Dwayne really, really, really took this opportunity under Mike Tomlin to heart and did a lot of things really well to impress a lot of people there. And if that you know, unfortunately, if that's his lasting legacy, um, you know, then 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 that's the best that that's the best news, I guess, we can come out, get out of a horrific, horrific situation. Absolutely. And, and coming up next, Chris, we're going to share some thoughts and memories of Dwayne Haskins Jr.'s life and time uh, in football, especially with the Washington NFL franchise. And we're going to do so. Thanks to our friends at BetOnline.net, who are your number one source for all your sports betting needs and information, find all your latest sports developments, uh, odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season at Bet Online, your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks again, Washington Commanders fans, for making us your first listen and watch of the day if you're watching along on YouTube. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, where Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And, and, and of course, we, we welcome you back with a somber tone uh, and the memories of Dwayne Haskins, who unfortunately was tragically killed at the age of 24 uh, at the scene of an accident in South Florida on Saturday morning, uh, just after 6.30 a.m. Eastern time, uh, again at the age of 24. And David and I, of course, send our condolences on behalf of the entire uh, Locked On Podcast Network to Dwayne's wife, his mom and dad, his sister, you know, uh, people that, you know, I got to know very, very, very briefly, David. I know uh, Dwayne was a good family man. He cared very much about his family. Uh, and uh, he had a really good bond uh, with his sister. And I, I, it kind of struck me on Sunday morning when I found out that it was National Sibling Day. Mm-hmm. You know, what she must be going through, never mind his wife, his mom, his, it, you know, um, I, I know in losing my brother a couple of years ago, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's really hard to process that because uh, it's, and it's really hard for everybody, uh, you know, to process, but especially when you're reminded so quickly uh, of that. Um, what we wanted to do was take the time to remember some of the really good uh, from Dwayne in his time here in Washington. And, and again, we have to admit uh, that it was short, right? It did not go as they were hoping for it to go and as Dwayne was hoping for it to go. That is that is fact. Um, we don't need to um, we don't need to go into some of the things that uh, allegedly happened, did happen, why it didn't work, what have you. I thought we would take the time, you and I, to kind of go over a favorite memory or two. Did you have one that you wanted to share with, with the audience? And, and of course, the audience can share, you know, in a variety of different ways at LO Commanders uh, on our voicemail. We'll give you all that information uh, coming up later on in the show. But David, did you have one? Yeah, I mean, we, lo- we love to hear from Washington fans or just football fans in general who have, you know, good memories of, of Dwayne Haskins. And, and Chris, you're, you're 100% correct. You know, nobody's perfect. Everybody is flawed. We all have things in our past or in our lives uh, that happen that other people wouldn't necessarily, you know, uh, approve of and agree with. Uh, and I think, Chris, you and I both come from an, a little bit of an older generation. I think, you know, you're a little bit older than I am, but we both come from a little bit of an older generation that are, are very happy that, you know, cameras uh, we're not as prevalent when we were 24 or 20 or 21 uh, and social media also didn't exist. So none of us are without flaw. And I think it's just important to remember in times like this, uh, you know, there there's a sports arena where we we talk about each other's flaws. We talk about each other's shortcomings because it's one part of some of our jobs. And so it's just kind of part of the nature of being in the spotlight. But moments like this is where uh, you take the time to kind of just appreciate the good parts of what a person presented. And, and Dwayne Haskins, for any shortcomings he may or may not have had, not an evil person. Like at the end of the day, this is, we're not talking about an evil person here. We're talking about a person who was pursuing a dream. And that's uh, honestly, most of my memories of Dwayne Haskins come from Ohio state. I'm an Ohio state Buckeye fan born and raised uh, by my father who grew up right outside of Columbus, Ohio and dreamed 
of playing for Woody Hayes and, and wearing the scarlet and gray. And quite honestly, was never good enough to wear the scarlet and gray. So he grew up a, a fan and raised me to be a fan. And uh, I didn't cover the Washington football franchise until the year that Dwayne uh, was no longer with the team. So that's just that's just kind of part of my path. And I remember Dwayne, you know, coming in as a backup quarterback and saving the day against Michigan when JT Barrett went down with a knee injury when they were trailing uh, against the Michigan Wolverines. I remember the battle between he and Joe Burrow. And I didn't honestly even really know either quarterback. I just knew that from what everybody was saying about the two young men, that whoever won that battle, the Buckeyes were going to get themselves one heck of a quarterback. And then Joe Burrow gets injured in the midst of that 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 competition, which kind of you know derailed it a little bit. But uh, and then Dwayne coming out, you know, uh, guns a blazing, you know, in, in his first start as a Buckeye quarterback, winning, uh, you know, rivalry games against Penn State and the Lions against the Michigan Wolverines, kind of taking part of that, and honestly, changing kind of the path of Ohio State quarterbacks. And I know a lot of people uh, talked about and and will talk about Dwayne maybe a little bit overdrafted as many quarterbacks are when he came out of Ohio state, but really one of the first, uh, you know, not the first, but of one of uh, very first in a very long time of Ohio state quarterbacks to be selected in the first round. So to go to such a historic school and be able to achieve everything he achieved there while he was in Columbus and then become a first round draft pick of, of Washington that season is very influential. And you see it, Justin Fields uh, ends up being a first round draft pick following in the footsteps of Dwayne Haskins and CJ Stroud is expected to be the next Ohio State quarterback to be selected in the first round. It all started, this generation anyway, started with Dwayne Haskins. So for whatever shortcomings he may have had as a professional, as a human being, whatever it is, there are a lot of things this young man achieved in his life in, in short you know, 24 years um, that need to be celebrated. And those are just a handful of them. And then the video, Chris, I'm sure you've seen of him as, as an 11-year-old yeah. visiting Ohio State and saying, I'm going to go to college here. And the fact that he did it, we've all chased dreams. All of us have been dreamers. So, you know, there's a lot to celebrate in the short life of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you're, you're so right. And I, I forgot about that connection with you and Ohio State. So I'm glad you te- yeah. uh, you you, uh, uh, you went there um, because, you know, I didn't get to cover him every single day. Uh, but I, again, I, I was around him enough to kind of get a feel for the person. Uh, and, and I think maybe in some ways he was a little bit misunderstood. Right. I, I think he was. Maybe you would describe him, you know, kind of as a as a big lovable teddy bear that just, you know, needed to kind of get a little more seasoning on him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I truly believe Dwayne was a good person and meant well. Um, from a football perspective, David, I I, I won't forget this day, uh, his first win. Um, you know, he had already been brought in relief in week four of 2019, his rookie year, uh, when Case Keenum got hurt against the New York Giants. Jay Gruden, on, you know, Jay Gruden did not think he was ready. And, and nobody really around the building thought he was ready. So he was only going to play based on an emergency basis. And Colt McCoy was still banged up at the time. Case Keenum was injured going into that game, got re-injured. So Dwayne had to come in. It didn't go well. Uh, but fast forwarding to late November of 2019 against Detroit Lions, um, you know, against the Detroit Lions at FedEx Field, uh, you know, Dwayne didn't play great, great that day, but he made enough plays in the fourth quarter, David, to leave a couple of fourth quarter field goal drives and to get Washington their second win of the year, right? Uh, again, Jay Gruden's been fired already by this point. So, you know, the season's clearly not going well, but I'll never forget 
the the absolute crazy hugs that he had with now Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell, who was then the offensive coordinator on the sideline. The two of them could not have embraced harder or more, you know, more. Um, I, 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 I emphatically, guess. that's the word I like. Yeah, to use. exactly. Yeah. And then right after that, Morgan Moses, who's now with the New York Jets, again, you know, just embracing Dwayne like it meant the world to Dwayne Haskins, to the organization, to the fans that were there. Unfortunately, there was an incident that happened, you know, right after that, right. Uh, where he was kind of taking some pictures with fans, and you know, and, like and he again, lost in the moment. Who, who hasn't gotten yeah. lost in a moment before? Exactly. And, um, you know, so I choose to remember, you know, the good part of that day. Um, and then just j- just kind of finishing up the next week. Again, he didn't play great, great in this game, but Washington came from 14 nothing down. Riding in a lot of ways, the coattails of Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis, the running mm-hmm. backs. But Dwayne was a part of it. And who did they beat? They beat Ron Rivera. Yep. and the Carolina Panthers. And why was that significant? Not only did they come from behind, but that was Ron's last game yep. as head coach with the Carolina Panthers. And of course, soon after that, he would become the new Washington Redskins football team slash commanders, uh, you know, head coach. So th- that two-week period, uh, you know, where things started to kind of crystallize and Dwayne actually played pretty well after that, despite some losses. And you thought they really had something maybe, or maybe it was finally clicking in. Of course it didn't work out, but um, you know, that stretch was fun to see kind of young men have fun again. And I remember, uh, I remember the, 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 the selfie or the, the, the picture incident, you know, yeah. as just a general football observer. And I remember what happened at the time too. And, you know, I know a lot of people were, we're kind of harping on him for it. Look, it's, it's, it is, it's one of those moments where you're just young again and you're, you're just caught up in the emotion of the game and the love of the game that, you know, I didn't hold that against him back then. I'm certainly not going to hold it against him now. Agreed. Uh, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins, uh, unfortunately and sadly killed at the age of 24. Uh, DH, we didn't have you for very long. Um, but you know, we, um, we'll miss you. And, uh, you know, our, our thoughts and our prayers, um, you know, or with your family and your friends and, and, and hope that heaven needs, um, you know, a really good young quarterback and, you know, a loving dude. So uh, rest in peace. And, and, and obviously uh, we'll miss you. Uh, coming up next uh, here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, it is Mock Draft Monday and season uh, Mock Draft season time. We'll have a full fourth rounder with trades coming up next. Who did the commanders select? And who did they bypass? Guys, it's Chris Russell, David Harrison for our friends at Built Bar. Of course, eating right is so hard to do, but one way to consistently make it easier is with our friends at Built Bar. Have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on a great experience. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate, just like every built bar is banana cream pie, coconut marshmallow, cinnamon churro. Whatever you want, built bar is going to get it for you, whether it's in a built bar flavor or the built bar puffs. And speaking of the built bars, usually right around 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 uh, or so grams of protein. You compare that to your normal standard candy bar, and it is so much 
better for you. Check out Built.com. They have all of the different flavors, uh, occasional limited time flavors, different packages that you can put together. They're great. You will love yourself some Built Bars. At Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, 15% off your entire order using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Harrison and Chris Russell back here for the final segment of this episode of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. And, you know, always a difficult episode to do when when you have to deal with uh, the death of a player, former player, coach, former coach, personnel, what have you. Uh, unfortunately, this is something that Chris, we're, 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 I don't want to say accustomed to, but we've done before. Um, and unfortunately we'll have to do it again at some point in time. Death is unfortunately a part of life, but um, there are a bunch of people right now, Chris, who are building up to one of the best moments of their life. And it's a moment that Dwayne Haskins enjoyed with his friends and family being selected in the 2019 NFL draft in the first round of that NFL draft. And there are other players and young men who have been working to achieve the same goal and they are oh so close to doing so. Uh, it's mock draft season. It's mock draft season to the fullest extent as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. And our guy Chad Reuter over at NFL.com dropping a four-round mock draft with uh, some surprises. And we'll get to Washington here in just a minute, Chris. But first and foremost, three quarterbacks going in the top five of this mock draft, which is surprising in itself. Uh, Really, three quarterbacks in the top five of any NFL draft class is going to be a little bit surprising, and typically you end up with at least one or two teams that have a little bit of buyer's remorse a couple of years down the road. We've seen that before. We see some teams going through it now with perhaps uh, Tua Tungabailoa with the Miami Dolphins. We'll see what happens this year. Kind of a critical year for him to show them that they made the right choice back when they selected him. And uh, in this mock draft, Detroit, right off the bat, takes Malik Willis. They don't have to move. They've already got the number two pick, so they take the upside Jared Goff, you assume, is going to lead the charge in 2022, and then Malik will either take the reins in 23 or maybe even 24, depending on how things develop. And then at number four, the Seattle Seahawks trade up. They take that Russell Wilson, number nine overall pick they got from the Denver Broncos. They package it, they move up, and they take Matt Corral out of Ole Mm -hmm. Miss, which I think is a big surprise as the second quarterback off the board, not just the trade up to number four, but also being the second quarterback off the board. And then the New Orleans Saints, who remember already – packaged a lot of their future to move into the first round a second time, get the two first round picks. They then repackage, move up to number five, and they take the quote unquote most pro ready quarterback in this year's class, Kenny Pickett at number five to, I guess, be their next Drew Brees. I don't know if you're Jameis Winston, I guess you're looking down the road to 2023 to see who might need a quarterback then because you're probably not staying in New Orleans very much longer. Chris, before we get to Washington, what are your thoughts on those first five picks, three quarterbacks, and the two trade-ups that resulted in those three quarterbacks. Yeah, being I, I mean, I could see, of course, the trade market exploding. Uh, but, you know, I still wonder whether Detroit really is in on on Malik Willis at number two yeah. and what, or whether they're trying to drum up one of these teams that 
You just talked about traded up like Seattle moving from nine right. to four uh, or New Orleans moving up uh, after acquiring a second first round pick uh, to move up with the Giants to pick number five. If Detroit is trying to get them to move up to number two, right. uh, David, which is what I would be trying to do. Um, so, I, I mean, I could see them, of course, staying at number two and and taking the young kid and developing him, like you said, uh, behind um, Jared Goff, who's still under contract for a couple more years. What is surprising to me um, is Matt Corral at number four. Listen, Matt Corral is tough as you know what. Um, he's got mobility. I, I know he's got – he seemed to be a little erratic to me on the deep ball. Um but I know he's competitive. I know he cares. I don't know if he is a number five overall pick. Right. And and, and my 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 guess, my hunch is that he's not, and you'll agree with that. I, I could be no. wrong, but you know, no. uh, and I'm not trying to hurt Matt Corral's stock. I, I just I don't know if I see top shelf quarterback in him. Right. I think by and large, that is the opinion that, you know, none of these guys are really genuinely a top five talent, top 10 talent in the, in the NFL draft. Uh, Malik Willis, you know, again, the highest upside, uh, Kenny Pickett, the lowest floor uh, in the group and everybody else is kind of in between. I've really kind of grown to really appreciate Desmond Ritter's game, but even that I still look at as it's kind of a day, a late day one, if you really want that fifth year option on him or an early day two uh, type of prospect. So a lot of surprises there, uh, but that actually helps the Washington Commanders, Chris, yeah. because the assumption is that because of the Carson Wentz deal, that Washington is no longer looking at quarterback in round one, maybe round two if the right guy falls. But the assumption is that number 11 will not be spent on a quarterback. So the more quarterbacks that go ahead of number 11, the more talent gets pushed down the board. And in this situation, the top two names that we've seen mocked to the Washington Commanders most often, wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State and safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame both available at number 11. Now, we've talked about this on this show. I set forth my Washington Commanders draft rules last week. We talked about them at the end of last week, that if Kyle Hamilton is available at number 11, just because of the dip in position uh, talent versus wide receiver, he has to be the pick. But here, Chad Reuter takes Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver at Ohio State, and lets Kyle Hamilton slip past Washington at number 11. What are your thoughts on that pick? All the way, actually, to number 18 and yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, which would be a kind of a double whammy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't love really any one of these wide receivers, uh, you know, at the number 11 spot because of what you just mentioned. There's so much talent at that particular position, not only in the first round, but also in the second round. You know, of course, as we've made clear, looking to trade down, that's what I think they should do. But I agree with you that if Kyle Hamilton and, you know, I'll just keep adding this, if Sauce Gardner is there from Cincinnati, that's where I would be going now. In this particular mock, Sauce went slightly ahead, I think, yeah. to, uh, I think at number 10, actually. Yeah. Derek Stingley was there, but interesting to see how the board uh, kind of played out. Just for the interest of time, uh, at number 47, of course, bypassing Kyle Hamilton in the first round, uh, Chad has the Washington commander staying at number 47, of course, a couple of spots down because of the trade with Indianapolis and taking Louis Cine, uh, the safety from Georgia. And then in the fourth round, he actually does have them make a trade, David, and taking interior offensive lineman from LSU, Chase and Hines. And that's a projected trade with the Giants, but we don't have any details on what they would actually give up for that. Right. And I think, you know, the, the, the subsequent pick kind of reinforces what we we're talking about. Uh, Lewis seen very good at what he does, but he's very one dimensional. He's kind of a, he's, he just kind of is what he is as a safety. Kyle Hamilton's very versatile. You can play him a lot of different roles 
as a defensive back inside of your defense, whereas Lewis Seen and really a lot of these guys, Jaquan Brisker, I'm a fan of, Petrie out of Baylor, I'm a fan of, but none of those guys are as physical, as versatile, rather, as Kyle Hamilton could be. But then you look at, if you take Hamilton at 11, then you come back at 47, there are a lot of options. You might have John Mechie available. You're probably going to have Sky Moore available. Uh, Jahan Dotson could possibly slip that far. There are a lot of potential opportunities to add wide receiver in the second round versus uh, the safeties that you're going to get in the second round. So that's why you look at those pairings. Would you rather have a Garrett Wilson or a Lewis Seen, who Lewis Seen, again, is going to play much more closer in line of scrimmage, more of a box guy, uh, kind of think a little bit of a Landon Collins uh, type of player? Or would you rather have Kyle Hamilton, who can do a little bit of everything and still have a wide receiver that can bring you a dynamic ability to help Terry McLaurin and also free up Curtis Samuel uh, if he is if he is healthy enough to play out of the slot? To me, it's an easy answer, and this mock kind of shows you why we do keep saying that Kyle Hamilton, I agree with sauce. I just don't imagine sauce is going to get there, but if Kyle Hamilton is there and sauce is not, he's got to be the pick. Absolutely. More on uh, more mock drafts still to come. We'll have a lot of them for you and the reaction uh, ensuing. Again, we will remember the life and times of Dwayne Haskins Jr. Unfortunately, leaving us at the age of 24, our thoughts and prayers. Uh, with his family. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first watch of the day. Now make your second listen and watch the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker as they bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with another episode as we get the week really rolling here and the clock winds down to the NFL draft at the end of the month. If you want to hop in, it's locked on Washington commanders at gmail.com or the voicemail line 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577 for David Harrison, who's covering the Washington commanders for SI.com's fan nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Meadows show on the team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Don't drive too fast. Uh, especially considering, of course, what happened over the weekend. Remember Dwayne Haskins in your thoughts and prayers. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.